Welcome to Nobody Told Me That, your source for candid business talk and stories. Your host is speaker and author Teresa Duncan. Sit back, buckle up, and hang on. We are here with a special edition of Nobody Told Me That. Uh, it is the COVID-19 edition, the teledentistry edition, the what the heck is going on in the world edition. And I'm here with my constant friend and companion, Kevin Henry. What's up? Hello, my friend from Colorado. Hope you're doing well uh, across the time zone. Everybody's healthy. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. And uh, yeah, so, and you have snow, which I was kind of bummed to see. I saw you (laughs) shoveling your snow and you were very upset about it. That was the form of exercise though, you know, with our local gym shut down and everything else, running up and down the stairs in our house or shoveling snow or trying to figure out something to stay active, I tell you. I get it because somebody said this is the COVID-19 pounds and I I felt that. No, I felt it. I I was like, oh, oh, that's true. (laughs) I have never binged more TV than I have this last week or so, and I'm already, yeah, yeah I'm feeling it, just get off the couch like job of the hut, starting to feel mm-hmm. like, but oh well. <laughs> like roll over to the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As somebody said on a Facebook post, uh, pull on your jeans every now and then just to see if they fit, because, you know, I'm just in yoga pants all the time, so <laughs> I need to check this stuff out. So if y'all see me with a brand new wardrobe next year, COVID-19 got me, but in a different way. That's how it happens right there. <laughs> Okay, so today's episode is called, uh, tentatively, Teresa Teaches Teledentistry to Kevin. Now, (laughs) (laughs) not not because Kevin really, like, needs to buy a camera and get involved in everything, but it's been such a hot topic, and I figured, you know, if I could teach Kevin then hopefully it would be something that could be useful to other people. So I'm going to treat you like you're somebody in the class who knows dentistry, which you do, and you're just like, hey, what, what, qu'est-ce que c'est teledentistry? Like, what is this, ooh. right? So I know, ooh la la. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I will, I will do that, and feel free to chime in with any questions. First of all, I, I do want to say though that for all of you who are going through this, we're all in this together. Yep. I just want to make a, a comment that I know it's very, very easy to get down in the dumps with all this. Uh, Lord knows, I went through mine, my period last week. I really was not in a good place. And I shared that with a lot of friends, very close friends. And I want all of you to know that if you're not in a good place, please reach out to me, to, you know, services around you, your family, your friends, coworkers, don't just sit there and stare at the walls. I I did that for two days and it was, it was miserable. Kevin, how, how are you this last week? You know, uh, it's funny, right after you kind of hit your, your roadblock, uh, Dana and I did on Friday, I think both of us shed tears because it started becoming very so real with friends of ours saying they were having to lay off team members and team members telling us that they were losing their jobs. And, you know, and, and these are people that we work with, consultants, and we talk with, and and all of a sudden their life has just been completely turned upside down. And I know a lot of people have, but, you know, Friday, the weight of that just, just felt very heavy it did and so you know while I was joking about shoveling snow at the same time that was almost therapeutic for me just to walk away from everything and get some fresh air even if it was cold Mm -hmm. yeah my heart just goes out to so many people right now and I mean I know they may not have the virus but I know the virus is infecting all of us on a daily basis and Mm -hmm. yeah there are going to be days that you you do stare at the wall and it's okay to have those but just make sure that you are talking and reaching out and that you don't feel like you're isolated and alone. Well, and, and to the leaders that I, I know and listen to this podcast, first of all, I'm always appreciative you listen, but I, I want to speak directly to the leaders, the owners right now, that you are always expected to be the strong one in the office, the one that takes care of everything. And as a result, really nobody checks in on you. I, I feel that I was that person in the office. Nobody checks in on you because you're always so strong and people just assume this is your, this is the way you operate and you're going to be fine. It's okay to not be fine because no one does check on us, which means we have to self-check. And so other office managers are a great resource. I'm a great resource for this. I, I just know what it's like to be alone and having to deal with crisis and everybody's looking at me and I honestly just want to crawl under the covers. I mean, let's be honest. So you can be strong, but you need to take care of yourself too. So yeah, absolutely. all right. Okay. 
Kevin Henry sitting in my class. You're sitting there with your pen and your paper and your notepad and all that kind of stuff, right? You ready? I'm ready. I got it right here. I'm ready. All Bring right. It. So, so teledentistry is one of those things where you kind of heard about it and you weren't really sure how it was going to work in your office. You hear about medicine doing that and you're like, yeah, I don't know if I need to do that. And if you were in any of my classes last couple, I'd say last two years, we've talked about it at the end as something to keep in the back of your mind that you may need to do it. It may be a competitive point in some way. And we have ramped up. I didn't expect us to get here, but we have ramped into that space. So why are we considering teledentistry? First of all, you can't see your patients face-to-face with this virus. It's, it's pretty much, you know, taking care of that for the near future. I mean, everybody's saying what, May or June? I'm, I don't know. I'm not hopeful. I, I, Kevin, yeah. are you? Not not really. I mean, you know, I, I not only hear from the dentistry side, but from the Major League Baseball side as well with my job with the Rockies. And, you know, they're they're saying that spring training and everything else may not start up till around Memorial Day. And I think also this next week is going to be pretty critical. I'm reading that in a lot of places. So I think we'll know a lot more a week from today, but we'll see. So when you decide to take on teledentistry, it's probably because you still want to be in touch with your patients. You still want to be able to offer services. But the bigger overall reason right now to get into it is because we as dental providers are at the front line of keeping emergencies out of the emergency room in the hospitals because they they don't truly need to go to the, they're not emergency room level emergencies. And when those people go to those emergency rooms for simple things like um, you know, toothaches, or maybe they need a prescription, there's a swelling, you would see that your visual doctors are clinical and visual, and they can see that and they can do a stopgap measure, along with instructions of when you should go to the emergency room. But it's really imperative for dentists to try to be the front lines of keeping the truly non emergent people out of the ER and the clinics, because, you know, use of resources, we all know about the mass and all of that. And then also, our poor healthcare providers that are in the hospitals are just being overwhelmed. It breaks my heart to see them. Now, the other piece of this is that it's a good way to reconnect with your patients. So I'm going to give you some ideas on how to do this for the emergency patients so that, first of all, we need to treat them first. But I want you to use this as a way to check in on other patients that you are super concerned with because maybe you did a big case. Maybe it's a long-term patient. You know they're not in the best of health. Maybe it's a long-term patient that you just are worried about. In all situations, I'm not saying to bill in all situations, and we'll talk about that in a second. I'm just saying, think of this as a way, a new way to contact your patients and to be connected with your patients. That has always been at the crux of what I teach this for, because what we have done in the past traditionally in dentistry is we have made it very hard for patients to come to see us easily. We make it very hard for them. We have to, we're open only at certain times. There's only certain ways to communicate with us. This is a really, I'm hopeful this continues. This is a really good way of ripping down one of those barriers. And if people know you're more available, I think that's the doctor they're going to gravitate to. This is also, this this COVID-19, I'm curious what you think, Kevin, I think is going to usher in a new awareness on the patient side of personal protection. Right. The mass, the you know, are you are you sterilizing again? I remember after the Ryan White passing away from from AIDS, there was a focus on um, infection control. I think patients are going to be more aware of that now. I think the elderly, when they are listening to the news, are figuring out that oh my gosh, this really could affect me. So I think we're going into an age now where infection control is going to be a big deal, and patients are going to be okay with minimizing office visits. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree, and. One thing that I've said on a lot of podcasts and and just Facebook lives that we've been doing lately is that I think infection control can actually be a really good marketing angle whenever this this bounces back and and showing the patients what you all are doing to protect them and and reminding them you all were doing this a year ago when we didn't know what COVID-19 was. And so I think it's really important to take that step. If a hair salon can pull out and make sure that you see that they're using new scissors and a new comb and everything else, and I think we as dentists and dental team members need to be able to do that as well and say, here's the steps we're taking and and really make them feel extra protective when they come back in. I just had a sad moment. I don't know if you saw my face just fell because my poor hair salon there, she's she's crying. I mean, she's having a hard time of it. I checked in on her just to see how she's doing and it's not good. So all these small businesses. Absolutely. Uh, okay. 
by the way, if you've never heard me speak in class, this is exactly what happens. I have to think to get back on track. I always end up back on track, but it has to happen, right? This thought yeah. process. <laughs> okay. So, so it's going to be a new normal. And I think your competition is going to pay attention to this. I know of so many doctors who are doing this ahead of time and they're really just kind of, they're ahead of the curve. They've got it all in place. Why are they ahead of the curve? Because they had the time to research the different companies that are out there offering it. Now, if you're jumping to do this, I urge you to go onto a trusted Facebook group, a trusted Facebook group, or uh, if there's a private group for your dental society or anything like that, and ask for feedback. Because right now, we don't have a lot of time to do the live demos, to do the testing and all of that. The advantage is if your team is still working in the office as a skeleton crew, this is a perfect time to train them. I mean, it's very rare when we bring in a new method of dentistry, of doing dentistry, and we actually have time to train them. So this is kind of exciting in that way. So I want you to think about this. You have to, before we can go into the billing, because I know that's what a lot of people want to know, you need to think about the software that you're going to use and is it HIPAA compliant? We'll talk about that in a second. Is it HIPAA compliant? Is it easy to use? Is it easy for the patient to use? Now, the, the last one is not the one I'm concerned with. Patients are pretty savvy on the phones. I mean, you tell them to download an app, they'll download the app. That's easy peasy. It is on your end that I am concerned with. Now, the number one concern in the past, pre-COVID, was HIPAA. HIPAA has been relaxed for purposes of telemedicine and teledentistry, uh, telehealth overall. So HIPAA has issued, our OCR, his Office of Civil Rights, has issued a relaxation of HIPAA for the purposes of telehealth, which means if you did it in good faith and there was a HIPAA breach, they're going to use discretion on whether or not to do anything. And let's be honest, they're not going to go after you know, you doing, you know, one time in a Starbucks when you shouldn't have been in there doing anything, right? So they're not going to worry about that. Now, before you decide to go with any one company, what I've done, I've done a lot of research. There's there's Mouthwatch, there's Opera DDS, there's Teledent, tel, uh, Teledentist, there's uh, Doxy is another app as well. And I mean, there's just a lot. I, I know I'm forgetting one or two. Smile Snap is one that reached out to me just to let them know, let me know that they were out there. So there's quite a few. And what I noticed is some had live demos or recorded demos on their websites and some didn't. I did. And just from a marketing point of view, I was drawn more to the ones that had the live demos uh, and the recorded demos because then I could understand. So you have to select the software. Okay. So the software is what facilitates the conversation back and forth between the patient and you. Now, some software comes bundled with the scheduling side of it. So Doxy is one of those. It started out, doxy.me, it started out with a scheduling program and it evolved into a teledentistry or, you know, a communication chat type thing. So it evolved into that. So what it does is it helps you utilize your schedule to come into the, the appointment book. You specify the times. And this is another pushback that I used to get all the time in classes is that I don't want to do online scheduling. So honestly, this is where I'm just going to say, let's rip the Band-Aid off and just try this because you're, you're setting the times. You're not going to be available at all times unless you want to be. And see how you like it, you know, because right now it's okay. You've got plenty of time. And, and that's another thing too, Kevin. Any office managers and doctors that were looking at testing some software or something, these companies are going to be okay with letting you do a test run. This is really the perfect time to do it. Well, and, and one thing that we're encouraging so much is that this is making lemonade out of lemons right now. And, and using this downtime to get better clinically, take CE, learn new skills, learn new software, learn new technology, that's a great opportunity. And so, you know, what you're saying right here about this, I think is really fascinating because it fits right into what we're talking about. It fits right into making the best out of the situation. And this is something that obviously can pay dividends down the road and doing it now so that it can boost your business in the second half of the year, which I think we're all looking toward as kind of the, the rebound moment. I think that's a great idea. One thing that I really like, Mouthwatch has the camera that they've been selling, which is if you're going to do kind of a bundle thing, I, I love Mouthwatch's product. And, and let me just preface this by saying I have no financial relationship with any of these teledentistry companies. I have spoken with them, most of them, but I am not paid for not even a conversation about that, Kevin, you as well. 
Not at all. Nope. Okay. Well, right. I'm a student in your class right now. I'm learning this. I'm telling I know. you. You know, I like to talk <laughs> to my students and this is it. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, so mouthwatch is a, it comes with a camera and then it also comes with software to enable these conversations. So from what I've heard in Facebook groups, you know, I spent a lot of time in Dental Hacks Nation. Somebody said, hey, what do you think of these mouthwatch cameras? And I was stunned by how many people are using them and the quality is really, really good. So mouthwatch comes with a software that enables the teledentistry part. And I think if you go to any of these sites of these companies, they're all offering specials. Some are free, some are just minimal setup. I mean, just this is the time to do some shopping, right? Okay, so then Opera DDS, which uh, shout out to Brian, who I just, I listen to his podcast all the time. It's short, it's easy to listen to. It's called called The Operatory. I don't know, it just shows up in my podcast feed. I think it's The Operatory. But he has been talking about in-office communications and virtual chat and teledentistry for a long time. So he has a software that allows you to communicate back and forth with the patient as well. And it also has a practice management component too for communication in the office as well. So he's, it's, it's a suite, you know, of products. I believe, however, that the teledentistry part he's carving out and is allowing, and he's got a special on that. I think it might even just be a free sign up. Teledentist is another company, which I'm supposed to be speaking with the uh, one of the representatives later today. Uh, her name is Maria, so I'm going to learn more about them. That's a company to go into. And uh, again, I'll do uh, show notes. I'll, I'll link to all of these companies. And just please remember, I'm going to put them in no particular order. I don't endorse one over the other. Okay. And then uh, DoxyMe is something, Doxy.me is something that I heard of from a former attendee. So I want to say uh, to Dr. Spera up in upstate New York, he made my weekend and I'll explain why. So, you know, Kevin, you and I, let's take you out of being an attendee. Now you're a fellow speaker because you do speak, we do speak together. (laughs) You can kind of appreciate this. A lot of times we just spill out what's in our head. We just dump it and then we go to the next city, right? So sometimes I get feedback and that's really cool. Uh, I was listening to to Drew Burns's podcast, Fee for Service Dentistry, which I really love it because he the cover art is FFS, which is, you know, for Foxy's sake. That's kind of what I think it is for Foxy's sake, but you know, the other way. So it's, it's FFS Dentistry. And he was talking to Dr. Sonny Spera, who is doing teledentistry in his office. And I was listening, oh, okay, he's doing this. He's using DoxyMe. He's a scheduling component, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, hey, I learned about this because I was listening to a speaker, you know, back in September. And she was saying this was coming and, and this is how you do it and keep an eye out for it. And so I thought, yeah, let's do this. And they went back. And I thought, wait a second, I was in Buffalo in Buffalo around September. So I sent him a message uh, over Facebook and I said, by any chance, was it me? And he was like, yes. And and it was just a very cool weekend. Uh, You know, we talked a little bit back and forth and and it was just, uh, you know, now we're friends on Facebook and I just, uh, it's just one of those things that speakers, when you hear it, it's like, yes, this is what I do, what I do, you know? So very cool. When people actually remember you, that is a beautiful thing for sure. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it is. So the reason I bring up Dr. Spera is because Dr. Spera is using doxy.me on his site and I'll drop his website into the show notes as well. And you can see how it looks because you don't make a lot of fake appointments and you don't do that to him, but, but you can go on there and you can schedule a time and, and all of that. So this is where the software comes in though, because the scheduling part is fine, but the software part is where we see why the patient is calling us. So if somebody has like a chipped tooth or something, that's not an emergency. I mean, it is to the patient, but it's not enough to risk them going into the hospital or or into your office to get it done. And I mean, geez, even like the state of Texas basically said, don't do it or we'll fine you. You know, it has to be a true emergency. That's pretty scary that we're at that point where the state's like, no, here comes a fine, stay home. Very, very scary stuff. So when you see this person, you know, take, they take a picture, they send it to you, you know, HIPAA protected, all that kind of stuff. Then you can talk to them about it and you can say, look, this is what you need to do in the meantime. You know, you might even advise them to get the wife's emery board and file down that edge. I mean, that's not going to get you in hot water. It's recorded. The whole interaction is recorded. And then there's a treatment plan that comes out of that, which is always, you know, you must come into the office. So somebody has 
uh, an abscess, swelling, something like that. You suspect it could be due to that tooth that you know has needed a root canal for a while. That gives you the ability to prescribe some antibiotics and, you know, some painkillers if you need to. Now, the liability issue is where a lot of doctors push back. And this is why it's so important. Again, in my classes, you know, I drill this down. You must document all parts of the conversation. If it is recorded, that's awesome. But remember to put it into your notes as well. Either have it transcribed or to have a link to the, the recording and then have, you know, kind of a summary in your notes just, just so you have it. This is another issue too that doctors will need to think about. If they're not very organized, they need to get organized on this because I know my doctor was like this. Tons of doctors I worked with are like this. They go and they do their notes at the end of the day or they write things up at lunch. Don't do that. Make sure that you are quick with your notes just because you have to make it a habit. This stuff is going to get away from you. Think of it as doing all your hygiene checks in one day in two hours. Just think of it being compressed. And I know there's some doctors out there that are like, oh my gosh, and I get it. But that's that's kind of what it's like. So is your appointment going to be filled to the brim with appointments? No. I mean, you might just get one or two, but what this allows us to do is to get comfortable with the technology. And I want to talk about post-COVID in a little bit because I, I think there's great usage there. Now, the other part of this is where do you, if you assess them and you think that they do need to be seen, this is again another piece of the documentation that proves this patient had a swelling. I was very concerned about it. Last time the patient came in, they had swelling as well. I mean, as a dentist, remember, Kevin and I aren't clinicians. As a dentist, you would know where you're really not comfortable. That abscess bursts, it's a life-impacting condition. Do you need to see that patient just to take that tooth out in the interim? Possibly your notes will need to say emergency, blah, blah, blah. And then when you go into the office, of course, make sure that you do all of your COVID sterilization and all of that. Don't have them bring somebody with them. Now, from a safety point of view, doctors, if you see somebody during this whole thing, I still want you to have somebody with you or at least have cameras rolling because the lawsuits don't stop because of COVID. So be careful uh, about that. Now, billing. So let's talk about billing. You ready? Well, so Kevin, are you okay with the method of capturing, you know? Yeah, I mean... The good thing is I've been an attendee in many of your classes and the whole document, document, document thing has been drilled into my head. And now it's something that I say whenever you and I are speaking together. So I love the fact that because I think we go, oh, it's videotape. We've got everything we need right there. No, there's still got to be that next step. And, and I have my notes right here, ma'am. So, I mean, Ooh, I, I, love I, it. I know I'm taking good notes, you know, here on the nice. front row and uh, hoping to earn an apple at the end. But we'll see what happens. So there you go. <laughs> Okay. So you know what? That just brought up something. I, I forgot to mention this. There are certain apps, you know, that I talked about the HIPAA relaxation. There are certain apps that you do not want to use for teledentistry. And that would be the WhatsApp, the Snapchats, the, oh goodness, what's that big one? TikTok. Okay. I can't do the switch challenge with, with my patient while I'm doing that? Come on. I don't even know what that is. I, I don't <laughs> <laughs> What is that? What are you talking about? Oh, you so so just everybody, you've got it. If you haven't seen it yet, just just look up A Rod and J Lo Switch Challenge. And the fact that Alex uh, Rodriguez is suddenly wearing J Lo's dress and dancing, it, it's something that will be born into your head, and you will never get it out of your life. So I'm just throwing that oh, out there. Imagine well, you telling me. Imagine you and your lovely husband, uh, like halfway through a video, switching clothes and position, and. Yeah, that's the switch challenge. I know. The look on your face is what I usually have to, trust me. Yeah, yeah. all right. So I'm staying away from any any of those challenges. <laughs> so uh, so TikTok and Snapchat and things like that. And the reason being is that those are what are considered public-facing apps, so anybody could see them. So it's got to be one of those you know, communication-type apps. Like WhatsApp has the ability to do groups. You don't want that. So you want one-on-one-type communications. Okay, so all that being said, now let's get to the billing part of it. So it was really interesting last week, uh, you know, coding geeks keep in touch with other coding geeks. And uh, Roy Sh oh, Shelburne and I had a, uh, a back and forth over whether or not you charge the evaluation code along with the teledentistry codes. And it was like, well, it's not prohibited here, but it's not really met, uh, you know, a covered here. And, and, you know, we were, we were both like, why don't we just get some guidance? And then we emailed the ADA for some guidance. And the guidance we got was not, it was, you know, 
the the stuff that is like, oh, that makes sense. And then you go to apply it and you go, this is not helpful. So <laughs> I'm sure you've had emails like that. So I was thankful when they released the teledentistry guide. It's, it's actually the COVID-19 guide. Uh, let me see here. The COVID-19 coding and billing interim guidance, which is going to be updated. So don't get excited that this is going to be the way it is. They're just doing this kind of as a stopgap. Uh, I suspect the teledentistry guide that they had before is going to be supercharged because of the interest. I mean, their phones have been ringing off the hook on teledentistry from what I've been told. So, and I've also been told by Dennis up at the ADA that they are planning a teledentistry webinar uh, within the next 10 days is what I was told. And that was yesterday. So uh, we will be getting guidance straight from the ADA on this. And uh, I believe he's trying to round up some carriers to be on that web webinar. So uh, shout out to that. I'll definitely be putting that onto the Odyssey management page and blasting that out. And I'm sure, Kevin, you'll get a press release for Bicuspid and put that out there. So we have these codes. So let's talk about these codes. Right now, you are concerned with the synchronous teledentistry. So there's two types of codes out there. The D9995 is synchronous, meaning it's real-time patient to doctor over video, audio, whatever. So it's, you know, it's, it's happening. The asynchronous is when, uh, think of it doing this way, a, a hygienist goes and does a, a, a fair, a health fair somewhere, and she's taking images and, and she's recording and then the doc comes back and then the doctor reviews all of it with, you know, him or her. It's not happening at the same time. It's collected and then it's evaluated by another provider or, so basically, you know, is it happening now? Is it not happening now? The evaluation part. When you start doing this more and more, and, and I think a future podcast will talk about applications on how to use it to market your practice, because I do think there's serious, serious opportunity here. Right now, we're really looking at the D9995 code. So I just want you to, when you read through the guide, and Kevin, I'll send you the link and, and I'll have it in the show notes as well. When you read through the guide, you'll see that confusing terms, just stick to the 995 right now. What Roy and I were emailing the ADA back and forth about was, well, is the 995 the screening, the evaluation, or is it the mode of doing business? And, you know, our interpretation was pretty much on the, on the same par. We just need to make sure what was going on here. So the 9995 should be reported method of communication. And in fact, if you notice on these, this guidance, you'll see that there's a response from a lot of the carriers and a lot of the carriers are saying, you know, please submit, you know, 9995 because they need to track that. I want you to submit 9995 because I want them to see the utilization of that code go up because let me give you a basic dental insurance tidbit that when a new code comes out, it's really hard to price it on our end and the carrier's end because we don't know the utilization. We don't know, you know how much it's going to cost, who sets the fees and all of that. Once the carriers have about a year of claims data, they can see the utilization of it. And that's when they start setting their limits, upper limits, lower limits on, on reimbursement for the code. That's why codes like 4346, you know, it takes a long time for carriers to decide what they're going to do with that. So in the meantime, they map it to another code. And that's what's happening here. So you have the teledentistry code, 995. You're going to bill with an evaluation. It's not going to be reimbursed. They're going to reimburse at the evaluation level. Uh, almost all of the carriers have indicated that, that they're not actually reimbursing for the teledentistry part. They're reimbursing for the evaluation. So what does this mean for evaluations? You're not doing any comprehensive evaluations. You're not doing any periodontal evaluations, which is the other type of comprehensive. So the 150s and the 180s, you're not doing those. What you are doing is limited evaluations. You are doing 140s. Okay. You are also, if you're doing any follow-up evaluations, those are going to be 170s. And I have in my I have in my presentation a slide that actually shows the flow chart of this. And so I'll carve that out as an image and put that up in the show notes as well because it makes more sense when you see it in a flow chart form. The types of evaluations that you're going to be doing, let me let me repeat it again. The types of evaluations that you will be doing will be the 140, which is the limited, because you're only doing it on a case by case. There's no comprehensive. The 170 is a reevaluation that typically comes 
after a limited evaluation. So for example, you came to the office and you thought that your tooth was cracked and you're having pain and they, you know, doctor did some testing on it and said, hey, let's have you come back in a week and see where we are. That follow-up appointment would be the 170. So it's not much different here. So perhaps you did a 140 before COVID hit and you were in a wait and see pattern and now you're doing it. That wouldn't be a 140 again because it's a follow-up, which is a 170. Okay. Now, and if you need to hit the, hit the repeat button, go back about 30 seconds and listen to that again, if it didn't make sense. And if it really doesn't make sense after that, then shoot me an email. Okay. So then the next one is the 171, which criminally underutilized anyways, the reevaluation code 171 is meant to be a follow-up after you've done any surgical uh, procedures. So 171 is actually that's the code that I recommend using after scaling and root planing, after surgical extraction, after anything, bone grafting, after anything that you need to reevaluate. Okay. So 171, we I don't see that used very often. It's kind of a, you know, I get a sad face when I find out about it. Let's go back a little bit. All of these evaluation codes, we know that the patient is usually a given a two per calendar year or one every six months. And one of the issues that the coding guide addresses is that what if a patient, you know, is a one every six month type thing, will the carriers relax that restriction and make it, you know, just two per year? Some carriers have indicated yes, some have indicated no. And there were actually quite a few who had not responded at the time. So this is one of those guides that if you download it today, I want you to continue to look back like every other day and download it again, because the carrier responses were not complete. They were still waiting. So for example, I'll tell you the ones who had not yet responded that we really want to know about. Blue Cross Blue Shield has not responded. Delta Dental, any of the Deltas have not responded. United Healthcare, Cigna, GIHA, Lincoln Life, Starmount, and WellPoint. And uh, what is not listed on here is Dominion Dental. And I want to give a shout out to them because Dominion Dental has been reimbursing for teledentistry almost since the codes came out. They they have always said that they see the value in this. Okay. How am I doing, Kevin? Did I lose you in the audience so far? No, but I have a question, ma'am. Yay. So, yay. So you, you said that we need to be checking back <laughs> to see about downloading the most recent version. Is there somewhere on there that it indicates the last date that it was updated so we can know that? Yeah, it's at the top of the page. It'll say version, and, and I have the one that's March 21st, which is the Friday one. I think that I was aware, became aware of this like Thursday night or early Friday morning. It all blends together when you're a night owl. So, so that's when this came out, and I have not checked today actually to see if there's been any update, but it's Monday. They're still waiting to hear back from the carriers. Okay. Not right now. They'll probably release it at the end of the day. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so... Again, when I talk to my audiences about billing electronically and all of that, this is something that helps to facilitate the payments of this, these types of codes, because right now you're not printing anything anyways, you're doing all this electronically. So that's another shout out to all of those people who have transferred over to submitting all of your claims electronically. And if some of you are thinking, well, who doesn't submit electronically, you should know that there's a lot of people who still do not submit electronically. I'm always surprised, but when you hear situations, you understand. Usually it's not somebody who's willfully going, I, you know, screw that. I'm not doing it. There's always a reason involved. And uh, it's, it's kind of, you know, who knows what's going to be happening with that. Okay. So let's talk about the billing part of it. And I keep getting questions on how much should I charge for the teledentistry code. So say you do this virtual visit, you're doing 9995, you're doing 140. So I have heard ranges of, and I am not price fixing, that's why I'm giving you a range, and I've heard from several people what they're charging for teledentistry, and I'm hearing anywhere from $15 to $50 for the 9995 code. Your mileage may vary. That's not for me to say. That's not for anybody to say, really. You decide what that's worth to you. I saw a couple of dentists who are saying they're not charging at all for it. They're just going to submit the code and not charge at all for it that's fine. But I want you to just utilize the code, even if it's like $5, right? Just utilize the code. Uh, I would love it, however, if you set a good fee for it that you'd be comfortable with. So that way, you know, you're not having to do too much thinking about it. Now, will you be waiving some of the fees? Sure, that's fine. And if you submit a claim form, just make sure you disclose that in the notes. And that's fine, just as long as you, you know, you're staying on the right side of it. 
So reimbursement. It's nice to submit these claims, but are we actually going to get paid for them? So according to the guide, the ADA guide, and honestly, from all of the interactions I've had with carriers regarding teledentistry in the last two years, because I'm always asking about it, it's not going to be reimbursed at all. Hardly at all. What they will do is provide the benefits of the 140. So that being said, all of these codes I just gave you, 140, 170, 171, whatever one you submit, they're all going to map it down right now to 140 because of the teledentistry uh, code that accompanies it. So I'm going to say that again. 140, 170, and 171 are all going to be mapped down to 140 as far as reimbursement goes. Will it count towards their evaluations per year? Yes, it, it should. I mean, you're doing an evaluation. One thing that I saw, Kevin, on the sites was, well, we shouldn't charge for it because it's going to count against their two per year. So I need to be real clear with you all on this. And, and, and you know, if you've attended my classes, you know I get a little bit passionate about this, but I understand that the patient gets two per year but that's the patient's plan. That's not your concern. Your concern is letting the patient know that this may not be reimbursed because your plan only provides two per year. So your portion will be. So I'm not going to do this dentistry according to the frequencies and the, the benefits. When you start doing that, you're in a real dangerous situation. Do the evaluation and charge for it because that's what you did, not because the insurance is going to give you some benefits for it. Kevin, as somebody in my class, do you get that? I do. And, and I think it goes back to that whole thing about communicating with the patient and no surprises and letting them know up front exactly what's to, what they can expect and what's to be expected. And, and I think that that goes for a lot of things. But obviously, this is something that is a kind of a new frontier out there. And so I think it's, it's doubly important that you're on the same page with your patient right now. I'm going to kind of pull back on teledentistry right now because in the next couple of weeks, you will see a gazillion teledentistry webinars. I've been contacted. I know our friend Dr. Fierstein has been contacted to do webinars. Kevin, I suspect you're going to be running a teledentistry guide. Every publication will you're going to be inundated with teledentistry stuff. I just wanted you to know how it works and what the implications would be as far as coding and billing. You decide based on the upcoming webinars, which company you want to go with. You know, I, just as a general rule, Kevin, have you noticed that even the good companies out there that we're used to, they're just getting crushed right now with customer queries. And oh, sure. They're just, it's awful. I mean, they're in usually good companies with perfect response times. They're like, wait a second, we can't keep up. It's, it's just not a good scene out there if you're a customer service rep, I'll say. It's not. You know, everybody has questions right now and everybody's looking for advice. And, and unfortunately, that's where a lot of companies are also coming in here going, well, I know what I'm talking about. Listen to me over here, you know, and, and you're talking about this crush of webinars and crush of information that's coming out. And I will tell you, that's one thing that you don't know how many requests that I'm getting on the Dr. By Custard side to promote these webinars and push this out and everything else from people. And I'm just like, you know, you didn't ever talk about that until now. And so it's real hard for me to go, Hey, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. Absolutely. So yeah. Just make, yeah, just make sure the information, I mean, people like Teresa, you know, people that you trust, you know, that have been at this game longer than two weeks. I think that's really important. Yeah. And the companies that have some real skin in the game, you know, a lot of times I've heard doctors say, oh, well, you know, that's down the road and they're like 10 years too early. And, and it's so funny how just a week changes oh, yeah. all of that. So, uh, you know, my thoughts go out to these companies that their customer service now is going to be overwhelmed with demos and all of that. So if you can listen to the webinars that are upcoming, please do, because you're going to see them in action anyways. I mean, that would be best anyways. You don't want to sit and talk to a a salesperson one-to-one -one right now, you want to see how it works and do your investigating. But it is possible. So who should not do teledentistry, Kevin? That's something we need to think about. Yeah, me for one, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, you, because you're not a dentist or just because you don't want to do it? <laughs> well, that first thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's be honest here. And I, you know, this always gets a chuckle in, in my classes. There are some dentists who are not going to be cut out for teledentistry. It's just, they're going to be nervous. They, you know, they're going to be sweating like a pig. They're going to be just, they're not technologically good at stuff. And, you know, their office manager is not going to be right next to them to figure out how to do it. Some dentists are going to be fine. They're going to rock it. It's going to be great. 
But some of you, if you're nervous about it and you're not good on camera, try it with people first, you know, practice on people. And that's where the check-in calls come in. So that's, that's where I wanted to circle back around to it. First of all, if it's the thought of getting on camera and talking to patients like face-to-face, because I just want to tell you, when you do this kind of thing, your face is really big on the screen. Just saying, if you've got that hair coming out of your nose, you need to trim those before you get in there because your face is huge on their screen. Okay, so uh, when you do the teledentistry, what you could do is reach out to those patients that you're concerned with, you know, whomever they are, test the service on those patients for a no charge just, you're just checking in on them. You know, the, the old lady who's lost her husband and she's still coming to you, you know, last, last 14 years and you know, she lives alone and blah, 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 but maybe she's great on her iPhone, whatever. Somebody just check on people. Okay. So that's really a good way to build goodwill and remind people that you're there because right now your patients are not thinking about when they can get in to see you if they're not in pain, they're just not. What they're thinking about is, oh my gosh, when can I leave the house? So reaching out to them to say, hey, just checking in, first of all, that's going to surprise the hell out of them. It would surprise me right now if my medical doctor called me. And second of all, that's that communication and relationship building that is so core to being a good dental practice. So if you're nervous, try it out on patients that you know and like, Uh, try it out on family members. And if you're just trying to get to know the software, you're not sure what you're doing, try it out on those trusted patients, you know, before you go live, you don't want to go live with someone who's in serious pain and your screen's blacking out and things are going on. That person's just going to get even more frustrated. So definitely give it a shot. What do you think of that, Kevin? Yeah. You know, uh, technology, uh, folks who aren't great at that, you know, I'm, I'm curious for your thoughts. We also know that there are leaders out there, shall we say, who don't have the best people skills ever as well. <laughs> is that something to take into consideration here as well? Just their whole chair side yeah. manner? Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, I've, I've had, I've been lucky enough to work with some fantastic dentists and I mean, they're mostly, all of them are mostly fantastic. Uh, the ones that weren't fantastic, you know who you are, but, <laughs> but there are a few that I can think of who would not do well on this just because of anxiety, um, nervousness. I, and, and I would never say to them, you have to do it. it it's, I'm not saying teledentistry is going to be part of your practice. Maybe I should clear that up. You don't have to do this, but we're at part of dentistry where it's going to, there's going to be a lot of changes, right? So, so let's get away from the teledentistry part because this kind of goes into our next conversation, which is, I feel Kevin, that this whole thing is, is the great resetting of dentistry. And so when I mean by that, this is a perfect example of it. If you do teledentistry and it affects how you practice in the future, you know, better communications, communication between your specialist and you. I Before this even happened, I know of general dentists and specialists who had an open line audio video and they would talk to, you know, the patient would meet the manager of the oral surgeon's office before they even went in there. And that was just a beautiful thing. You know, appointment scheduling was 100%. I mean, that's, that's awesome. So are you going to do it this way because now you're forced into it and you realize you like it? That's great. What I'm saying to you is that a lot of people are going to do it and a lot of people are going to like to do it. So this then becomes a competitive edge for those other offices. I'll liken it to the period of time, Kevin, you remember when everybody had yellow pages ads and I know I'm really dating myself, but we had yellow pages (laughs) ads and all these newfangled web designers would call the office and they would say, you need a website. And we would be like, what the heck? All the website. Yeah. And, and, you know, get off my lawn, you know? So (laughs) we came around and now look, a website, you you really have to have a website to have an office because they need to be able to find you. And is teledentistry going to be one of those, I guess, distinguishers? Yeah. No, I I see that. And I I also think that, you know, one thing that Dan and I have talked a little bit about, and obviously throw this out to you, is that this is an opportunity for dental practices to really refine what they want their schedule to look like when this all comes back around. Because you and I both know that when things get, and I'm using air quotes here, back to normal, people are going to be crushing to get back into their doctors, their dentists, their nail salons, their hair salons, everything else. And so what is your schedule going to look like and how are you going to handle this crush if Mrs. Jones needs in, wants in, and all of a sudden you're booked out already? 
So, you know, I think these are things that we've got to think about, especially teledentistry and knowing that you've got to slot some things in there as well. And now another hard truth that we're going to talk about, I think, on another podcast, because it's so important, is that uh, your team isn't going to look the same when you go back in. For most of you, I I would say the majority. A lot of people letting people go. Uh, We have already a crisis in in this industry. You and I have been talking about this for years. We're not getting good people into this industry. This is another reason for someone to say, why would I go back into dentistry? My boss laid me off right away. I'm going to go work for a corporation yeah. with benefits, blah, blah, blah. Your team is not going to look the same. It's not going to feel the same. The way you treated them, they're going to remember uh, or they're going to appreciate. Yeah. So nothing's the same. I will tell you uh, that a lot of assistants are telling me that this is a reset button for them and that's an opportunity to get out of a situation that they haven't loved. So I would say if you know of a good assistant or good team member, overall, and you want to keep them, you better be reaching out to them numerous times during this, communicating with them, letting them know what the plan is, because if they're really good, they're going to, they're going to have their choice of where they want to go when this is over with. And I'm hearing that from a lot of assistants out there. Office managers are the same way. You know, I've, I've had many calls with office managers, you know, that I either mentor or I've met over the years and they're all thinking, you know, do I even want to stay in dentistry? You know, this was too much of a roller coaster for me. I've had quite a few that say, I want to go into speaking. I want to go into consulting, whatever. And I say, you're making an emotional decision. And I've always said, never make emotional decisions. But at the same time, you ain't got no money coming in. What else, what other kind of decision are you making? You know? Yeah, true. <laughs> so, and we'll definitely talk about that because I think that's a, a big, something that's on a lot of people's minds. Because I do have suggestions on what to do if you want to stay in dentistry and do other things. I know Kevin and I have seen pretty much all aspects of people who work in the industry. My friend, Tony uh, Stefanu, you know, he's another great resource if you want to get out of the operatory, but between Kevin and I, we know what's out there. So I think, Kevin, if that's okay with you, I think one of our next podcasts should be about that. Oh, I'd love that. Absolutely. Because I I know I'm getting that question. You are as well. And, you know, some of them may be from the same people too. So, yeah. Well, and let me tell you, you know, the choice to be a speaker and not do too much consulting, that's biting me in the butt right now. I wouldn't change it for the world because, you know, I'm doing what I love, but my income is, uh, I'm still searching for it. I'm yeah. Turning over pillows and opening up cupboards. Like, where did my paycheck go? <laughs> well, and, and you know, and it is one thing that that I was just talking about right before we started this uh, this podcast. You know, our our industry is changing. A lot of the sales reps that you and I know are hurting right now because of what's going on. A lot of the speakers that we know are hurting. You know, it's it's changed how Dana and I do business. I know it's changed how you do business. So, you know, this this is impacting practices, but it's really impacting every aspect of the dental industry in ways that we've never seen. So. We're all trying to figure this out and what next steps are, honestly. Yeah, we're all in this together. And again, that's why I want to make sure people know that, you know, if you're feeling like just out of it, you know, seek, seek help, seek comfort, whether it's your church, whether it's your best friend, whether whatever, whatever makes you happy, have long talks with your dog like I do, you know. (laughs) They're good listeners. Griffin's been very, very helpful. (laughs) Let's end this on uh, some good notes. So if you're listening for the first time, Kevin and I, you know, we, we talk very professionally about many things. And then at the end, it all goes to hell because we talk about (laughs) what we watch and what we like to watch. (laughs) So, so let me just say, Kevin, you dropped, you dropped a recommendation last week that really just sucked up so much of my time. You want to, you want to talk about this show, this show, because I'm I'm very angry at you for telling me. Don't be angry. Embrace the hate. You know, I'm going to sound like the dark Lord here. Uh, No, you know, if if you have not had a chance to watch love is blind, let me just tell you, uh, and just a quick backstory here. So I was at spring training and whenever major league baseball ground to a halt. And I was there with one of my friends from Tulsa. Uh, and he and I were sitting in this condo and we had no baseball to cover. We couldn't go home yet because the, you know, the, we couldn't change our air and all this stuff. So we actually sat around and just binge watched stuff. And he actually suggested watching love is blind on Netflix. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a little weird. Two dudes just sitting around watching a dating show, but okay. <laughs> so we like binge watched this over two days. And I will tell you, it is a magnificent train wreck on so many levels and then i came home and i said to my wife honey let's watch this and i've re-watched it now with her 
and oh she thinks gosh. it's a beautiful train wreck as well. So, you know, welcome to my world. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Love is Blind on Netflix, if you need a binge that is pretty mindless, that's a great option. I'm just going to throw it out there. What, but what did you think of it? I am curious. So it was funny because we recorded the podcast and, and Noah, last podcast, and Noah was home temporarily for spring break. And of course, now he's home uh, for good. So, you know, there goes my peace and quiet. I love you, son. But my God, it's loud around here. <laughs> got off the podcast and I said, Kevin's talking about this Love is Blind show. And he's like, that's the show I wanted to watch. We need to watch that. It's like, oh God. All right. So, and he's like, he's like, Kevin's the man, you know, he loves you. He thinks you just walk on water. He, so we turned it on, we started watching it and I, I ain't gonna lie. It was, I was sucked in like right away. Cause I was like, who are these crazy people? So the premise is if you haven't watched it, people don't see each other. They're in these pods and they talk to each other and that's how they decide whether or not that they, you know, so love is blind, obviously. And, and I just, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do no. that because with, with my luck and these were, these were relatively good looking people. And that's why I was asking you, like, are they all pretty people? Cause I want to see the love is blind average American version. That's oh, what Lord. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that, that'd be trailer trash talk right there. I'm telling you for sure. I mean, if I, you know, and of course, Norman is, is my husband. So no disrespect to him, but if, if I were on this show and I'm sure you, you would think the same thing, I could totally go for somebody who's like really smart and awesome and funny. And then I come around the corner and they've got like some crazy cow lick or, you know, <laughs> the, the teeth are like just out front, you know, and that would be my luck. So I can't take chances like that. I would never do a show like this, but I so appreciate the type of people who do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact they're in the pods, they actually propose to each other and then they get to see each other. I so right. wanted to see one of them and, and don't want to give too much spoiler here, but just turn around and go, oh, hell no. And walk out the other mm -hmm. way, but, but it didn't mm -hmm. happen. So anyway. Did you watch the reunion show? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that was a spicy piece of meat. Oh, I like there. it a lot, I tell you. <laughs> so, so just, so I hope we've hyped it up enough for you. And curious, you know, shoot me an email, shoot Kevin an email. There is one person on that show I wanted to drop kick. There's another person who I just said, Lord help her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you, if that's what all tank mechanics look like, sign me up right now. I'm ready. I'm yeah, just telling you. Yeah, yeah, but you're going to need a little bit of padded room there for that. So I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> just saying. But there is a couple on there who, and I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. I just think they are phenomenal. I hope that they yeah. stay together Same forever. One. Yep. Have kids. Oh, my God. Just, I love them. I have to send you. There's a Love is Blind Memes Instagram account that just has me cracking up. I have to send that to oh, you. Oh, absolutely. My life is now complete. Beautiful. Memes are on point there. So what else have you been watching since then? So we just started the uh, the mind inside Aaron Hernandez, uh, the New England Patriots tied into uh, murder and boy, have you seen that? I've seen a couple of them. Is this the Ooh. one on Facebook? Or not Facebook, Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. Boy, we just got through okay. the first one last night, and that's the one that we're going to start down. But holy, wow, yeah. Yeah, he's he's something else. What a yeah. life. What a wasted yeah. life. What about you? What do I need to see? Well, you won't see it. It's Kingdom. It's a zombie film. The second season just got released. It's uh, set in Korea, you know, zombies and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to give it away. No I mean, pirates? I, what do I give away? No pirates. Oh, they would have killed these pirates as, as is usual. <gasps> you get out. End the podcast now. <laughs> Kevin and I are in our eternal zombies versus pirates fight. So so Kingdom was fantastic. The rain is kind of a sci-fi type thing where there, there's something in the rain that kills people. And uh, I watched that when it first came out and I thought, let me give it a rewatch. And I really enjoyed it. Okay. And then we just watched... What did we just watch? Ready or not? Have you seen that? The no. movie? No. The girl gets married into a family and they have to play a game. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. Okay, so I'm not going to give it away. Okay. But it is, you know, listen, people, I love my horror films. So just just make peace with that. But it is one of the funniest horror movies okay. I've seen. It, it was like good laugh. So if you see it, you know, check it out. And then honestly, just been watching a lot of news because, yeah. you know, what else do you do when you're just sitting around wondering if the world's coming to an end? Well, I will tell you, and you, you know, you and I uh, texted, I guess you could say about this last night, but my parents were thrilled that they re showed WrestleMania 30 on ESPN last night. So, 
you know, my mom, my mom's like, there's actually people in the audience. This is wonderful. And that's, that's my invitation <laughs> from my mom, just so you know. Sorry, mom. But uh, yeah. Your poor mom. You, has she been watching the wrestling with no crowd? Oh yeah. It is, oh, it's God awful. It's horrible. It's They're awful. coming. Oh yeah. Have you, have you seen it? Yeah. The, the oh. last uh, MMA bout was down in uh, Brazil. And there was no crowd, but you know, I really liked it because, you know, wrestling's a little scripted. We all sure. know that, but sure. in MMA, we could hear all of the hits, all of the, bounces off the the mat and the corner the coach's corner all the advice they're giving so i kind of liked it but now, there's now nothing that would be like cool actually the, yeah there's, but there's nothing like the thrill of the crowd you know i mean you know, kevin when, yeah when edge comes out and he's talking right into the camera the whole time and they're doing the fog and the fireworks and it's just like why but anyway yeah you know <laughs> Well, it's good to know that WWE is keeping those people employed. The, They're trying. I tell you what, before it's bad. <laughs> anyway, so let's see. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and end it, Kevin. If that's okay with you, any Absolutely. last thoughts? No, I, I appreciate the class. I've got lots of copious notes. So hope, <laughs> uh, I will say just real quick. I know this is something that we're getting a lot of. I don't want to say pressure, but a lot of talk about to, to do something with Dr. Bicuspa, as you said. So this is great information and. And who knows, this podcast just well make its way onto the uh, Adopted by Cuspid portal there. You just can't tell. Wow, my goodness. It's good to know people, right? Just throwing so. it out there. <laughs> just saying. So. so I hope you and the lovely bride are able to stay healthy, stay in your house, and not do too much. And we're going to do our best to do the same over here. Awesome. And same to the rest of you out there. You know, wash your hands, stay healthy. Domino's dude, if he comes to your door, just let him put that stuff down. Don't take it from him, you know? I don't know. I, my mom was like, did you spray the boxes? And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm not spraying a pizza box. But then I thought, maybe I need to spray the pizza box. I don't know. <laughs> I tell you, you know, there'll be an article come out tomorrow, Dr. Bicuspid from the New England Journal of Medicine about how long the virus can stay on certain, yeah, on uh, certain surfaces. And I'm just telling you right now, I wish I hadn't read that. I really do. Oh, no, really? Yeah, I'm just throwing oh. it out there. Yeah. All right. Well, great. I look forward to reading that and you're crying welcome. into my coffee. Yeah. Again. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so listeners, this is a this is not going to be a short thing. We're in it for the long haul. I hope that you use Dr. Bicuspid as a resource. I hope that you use my Odyssey Facebook page as a resource and this podcast. And Kevin has a podcast called Dental Assistant Nation where he does it quite frequently. You have Tom Viola on quite often, which I love. I love your interviews with him. Yeah. Is there one that you're scheduling one with him or you just had one? Uh, we just had one. I'm putting up another one this week. We did a two-parter. The first one was on pain relief. The second one is kind of on this whole virus thing and kind of getting into some of the science of it. And again, it's it's not something I like to talk about, but I think it's something that we've got to get some good information out there rather than just what you're reading on Facebook from a friend who talked to a friend. Yeah, dental assistant nations out there as well. And and later this week, just a spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about what we chatted about a few minutes ago about those DAs who are suddenly going to have options and what they need to be looking mm -hmm. for if they want to stay in dentistry. Now you are doing a regular thing every day at We are. What time do you do that? What time do you do that thing? It's at noon Eastern, nine AM Pacific. Uh, lovely and talented Teresa Duncan is uh, going to be on with us next week. We're going to talk about that as soon as we're off. Just spoiler alert. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it's on the Ignite DDS and the Ignite DA Facebook pages. We have somebody from the industry on every day, different, uh, whether it's marketing, social media, you know, insurance, uh, whatever it might be. Something that, again, we're trying to prep you not for how horrible things are right now, but for how good they're going to be in the second half of the year and how you prep now for that. So that's our whole goal is not to focus on the crud right now, but to focus on the, the sunshine is going to come after the storm. And I think too, it's just nice to see people in the industry again. Yeah. Let's face it, being socially isolated, I mean, your family's one thing, but real human contact is a thing. So well, hopefully this kind of fills the void a little bit. I will tell you, you know, and Dana and I were talking about this last night, how much the world has changed since we saw each other Chicago midwinter. Some will say they had an idea, but I, I will tell you, I didn't. And, and all of a sudden, boy, it seems like that's been a lifetime ago for sure. Oh, gosh, I just remember we recorded one pot in the last podcast. We recorded it, and a week later, it, the oh, world had blown up yeah. pretty much. It was yeah. insane. So, all right, Kevin, Kevmo, K-Dog, <laughs> all of your nicknames that you have. We are going to see you all on the next podcast. Again, we appreciate always the time that you spend with us.
Subscribe to this podcast so you'll get our next candid discussion. Visit Teresa's website, odysseymgmt.com. That's odysseymgmt.com for more information on Teresa's courses, books, and speaking schedule. Subscribe to her newsletter while you're there. Don't say we didn't tell you that.